Okay, let me pray with you and then we continue. God, I want to thank you for the Thank you that you have enabled us go through the past 40 days of praying and fasting and again ushering us into the 40 days of Lent. Thank you that you are taking now the third day. Thank you for the speakers who began introducing this topic a couple of days ago on the theme building spiritual existence. Thank you for my colleagues who are in the morning, Dr. Kiza, who talked about God's faithfulness during tempting seasons. And then my brother, Reverend Kanyike, talking about resisting spiritual attack by prayer. May you humble me, God, again to unpack this theme given to us, resisting through consecration. That we may walk this way. Thank you for the organizers. Thank you for the people who are planning to join those already here. Give us grace and humble me, flock your people, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I don't put on my video, I'll just speak because sometimes there's a bit of interference. Once again, I welcome all of you who are listening to me right now, even those who are coming on. The theme which you are given this evening is resistance through consecration. And this theme drawn from the weak theme of building spiritual resistance. And there are key words which I thought I would talk about before I go on. And members, let me tell you that in 1972, the same theme and the text was chosen when we were in secondary school. And the people came to do a mission in Kako Secondary School. I remember that time I was in senior two, senior one, senior two. The theme was in Luganda, it was saying, and I remember people were there were Bishop Chivenje, then Reverend Chivenjere, Stephen Triome was a youth worker in Kabale. There was Colonel Nichigozi, Reverend Colonel Nichigozi, who passed on. There was my dad, Reverend Colonel Wamala, who was a Deshan Secretary and the Colonel of the Cathedral, and many others. I remember it was a Sunday. Younger people like you remember, I've talked about this, those who know, who don't know. It was a Sunday, and I was an entertainment minister then. My big brother, called Joseph Kagwa, was very rich. He had a recorded player, Phillips, and I had borrowed it. We had gone in the dining building built by the Israelites. I was the control of music, and there were stones. I mean, we call them records, which you put on a recorded player. Some of them may not know recorded players. And we were dancing on the Congolese music. And then the other group was in the church praying. And I recall Chivenjere, my dad, Kaunwamala, Stephen, Turyomwe, and Kigozi coming and knocking on the dancing hall, looking for this man, this younger boy called Elisa. Because I was not in the church, 
I was in the dancing hall. And I remember my father coming in a collar, she in the collar, she goes in the collar, she was putting on a tie. And they said, we want to talk to Elisa. I almost resisted. Because sexual life was better than religious life. You know that debate in secondary school. Daddy came in slowly where the recorded prayer was. He said, younger people, can you stop a bit? Because it was my dad. This is what he read in English. He read 619. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitation. But just as you once present your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness leading sanctification. And I remember Colonel Nikigozi explained to us when we were dancing, all the girls and boys stood. And then he said, Paul was grappling with this idea of sin. When you read chapter six, Paul talks about what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we put that in living it? And he went on and went on, Kalonichigozi. And he said that, for if we have been united with him in his death, then we can be united with him in salvation. It touched many of us younger people. I was the controller of the recording prayer. I switched off power. I got all my stones, recorded prayer stones, and I put them in my bag and I flopped the dance. This gentleman who is Canon Canon Tumwesige in what was there dancing also, and many others. Many people accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, and it was resistance through consecration. And from that point, I remember it was Sunday, 72, almost people turned to Christ, and we are moving on that. But I want to talk about these words before I continue. The theme is resistance through consecration. When we talk about building spiritual resistance, we talk about a deliberate process not a negative resistance. You know, when you talk about negative resistance, you talk about refusing to accept change, denying to comply, a bit not to be affected by something. That negativity is not the one we are talking about. You know, my friend, my younger brother, Jafu, has made a lot of innovation around the casino there, in music, in this way, in this that is not negative resistance. That is resistance which is positive to bring about creative change. So when we talk about resistance through concentration, we are talking about that resistance 
which is positive. The negative resistance brings about anomalies, brings about chaos. But when But when you talk about emotional, psychological, positive resistance, we are talking about that resistance through consecration, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. There may be also sociological resistance. Like at all things, we look for money to contribute to the well-being of the younger people. Right now, we are paying school fees for many. We contribute to the people who are sick and others. That is a positive resistance to bring about empowerment, enablement, and capacity. Like now, the best example, our bishop, he has stood currently with such promises. Can No, no, to LGBT. And I think we by individuals, by people, by groups, by students to maintain their human rights, their personal dignity and core values. And I think the church, you and me listening to me, must be very careful about some of these resistances which are embedding themselves in the church and yet they have far reach negative impact. The other word also which I want to talk about before I go to the main issue is the consecration. What do you mean by consecration? I want, want to go into the Greek and everything, but consecration naturally, even to the younger people, I have children here sitting listening to me. You children who are listening to me right now, my grandchildren. Consecration means that you as a child of five, I have five years, 10 and 15, you set yourself apart. You declare to your parents that daddy and mommy, I want to do something good. Consecration means that you, my grandchildren, set yourself apart. Then you dedicate. Dedicate means you commit yourself to doing something good. And then you dedicate yourself to sacredness that I'm going to serve God. I'll be reading Bible passages. I'll be listening to mommy. When daddy comes back, you say, when he calls, you don't say, yeah, yeah. You say, yes, daddy, yes, mommy. You dedicate yourself something 
which is sacred. And then you devote yourself to a holy purpose. For children who are listening to me, like some of my grandchildren here, that is consecration. Setting apart, giving yourself to do something which is sacred, and also devote, devoting your own self to a holy purpose. Therefore, you and me, policing to me and these children here, we need to one. In First Corinthians seventeen, it talks about consecrating our bodies. Our bodies are a temple of the Lord. God lives in our bodies. None should destroy it, for God is holy. I want to speak slowly because there are children here. God has made us be the temples of Him. Allow God to sit in you and me. Don't destroy it with secular things because God is holy. And that's why when I read in Romans chapter 6, the passage was given to us, it says, beginning 15, what then? Are we to sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? Paul says, by no means. Do you not know that if you present yourself to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of Slaves and me, like your judge, would go in the open market and buy a slave. A slave is not like these house managers we have, like the woman who is keeping our gate here, who feeds our dogs. No, a slave was a real slave. You could beat him, you could subject him, you could do anything to him. He was a total slave. Paul is using a bit of that analogy, you children, so that once you give in. You consecrate yourself as you give yourself as if you are a slave, but not a slave of Jesus, but one who totally obeys him. And then verse 19 says, I'm speaking in human terms because of your natural limitation. Because you children and us big people, we are human. We have a limitation of understanding, of gripping, of 
sharing. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now my grandchildren and other children and old people present your members as slaves to righteousness leading to sanctification. So consecration means you to me and the children setting yourself apart, dedicating something and devoting yourself to a holy purpose. One, your bodies. Secondly, how do you consecrate your, your and my time? How do you spend your time? How do I spend my time? We pray together, we sit here. After that one, I get off. I wake up because I have good flowers in the compound. I get water and water all my flowers. I use my time after prayer. 30 minutes prayer, I move around, water all my flowers. Then I come in the home to bathe, my flowers, my fruits, my tea. Then come in the bed. How do you spend time? In the office, I come to do some work of compassion. Sometimes I preach. Sometimes I go out to ministry. I train other people. Sometimes I go to chair some committees where I'm a member. And also other activities. So committing your and my time is very important. And members, I want to request you that use your time to consecrate yourself to God and use your time rightly because time is godly and time is a choice which you and me utilize for the betterment. Let me remind you, my friend, remember, you live one life, one time, and if God says, I'm taking that body, life in you, and your time, you are gone. When you read John 17, 1 and 4, after Jesus had finished praying, towards the time of his killing, the hour had come. That ideal time, that Kairos time, Please use your time. Use your time rightly because you have to positively resist through consecration. I want to add on the bodies for the children to understand. When we talk about that our bodies is a living sacrifice, children, we don't mean that you go when mommy has put on a sigiri and burned yourself. No. Don't be a living sacrifice, hitting yourself. <laughs> we are not talking about... We are saying...
is that you and me totally yield yourself to God. Children may not understand it, but let me try to explain to you, children. When we say totally, ultimately, yield yourself to God, it means you do a total handover. I'll use an example. The other day, you people were baking a cake here. But you know, after baking a cake, you want to taste those things in the in the tent in the tent. But if Judge has said, leave them, we are going to, and then you go and steal a bit of it, and then you put in the mouth, and then they remain on the mouth, you can't wipe it there. You are not yielding to what Judge has saying. When you yield yes to Totosa, you say, let me wait until those people have done. For all the people, when you talk about ultimate yielding, it means total handover to God. God becomes the control of your life. Doesn't mean that you don't fail here and there, but he becomes the total control. Your body becomes a living example. See this man, Paul, in the New Testament. Paul persecuted people. But when Paul converted, he totally yielded himself to the work of God. I'll give an example of the modern matter here. Some of us touched, so ate with Janan Loom. He stayed with my father because you are contemporary. Janan Loom said, I mean, you are wrong. You are doing wrong. We shall not accept. I remember when they went to cover for it, he said, I will not gather with the people. In fact, when he was killed, I was in Mkono. 1977, we saw what went on. And then Amin even gave a lie that it was an accident just across here, which was wrong. Some of us saw the vehicle, which was staged. I remember even when we were in Mkono because we had total resistance and consecration. I remember a number of younger clergy and ordinance. We put on our black cassocks. I remember I drove a college van, Volkswagen, UVV something, to the car parker there. And when you reach there, we met boys clad in glasses and bell bottles. We said, where are you going, you people? You'll be, be dead. We said, we won't demonstrate. They said, don't go. I remember there were the Casabantes, the Camuteras, the Kayas, the Chiviriges, and many others. The bus, the combi was filled with about 15 people. It was Bishop Magambo who gave me that van. And Bishop Mari. But did we go? The moment we moved from the old park, those guys began chasing us. We ran. I came to pick the colleague combi that time went to us in total mess. What are we saying? What are we saying? That when there is total yielding to his work, it means you give in yourself. 
and then you something good. And experience but in Psalm 51 he positively resists and then consecrates himself to God so consecration is what Jeremiah 31 talks about that you make a covenant with God which is lifelong a covenant in fact you remember you people and children who are looking at me please the issue is that when you make a covenant, it is lifelong. A covenant is a lifelong thing. Like me and your Jaja, we are married. Lifelong. Your parents are married. Life. It's not an MOU where you come and write an MOU and then you break it. Consecration to God is lifelong. And Jeremiah talks about it. A covenant to God. That leads to I used to be a Mzuk, but now I'm a bit relaxed a bit. I have a beard. They don't accept me very well. But when I went in the fellowship, one man is not a kid. I don't even put him on the street. You're a long Covenant with God, not an MOU, and then you change it. And had a positive influence and consecration. yourself then tomorrow something can happen paul also talks about consecration by water cleansing in first Corinthians, i think chapter seven i've forgotten the verse first Corinthians chapter seven yes one to six consecration by water cleansing consecrate yourself by water cleansing we baptize you with water and then you cleanse you and then you become a new creature, a creature who walks with God. Psalm 51 to 7 is so key where David recounts the experience of Bathsheba. And then in verse 1 he says, that one I know in the heart. 
because I learned it when I was in P4. Wash away all my evil. And always, I'm conscious of my sin. In verse 7, it says, remove my sins, I'll be clean. Total consecration of a believer like you and me. In 2 Samuel 12 of 20, David again makes a confession. You can read when you go back home because you don't have enough time. In Ephesians, Paul, Ephesians 4, 26, 27, Paul talks about don't let your anger lead to, to, to you to sin. I just want to pose a question to you. How, how do you relate? How do you accept? How do you convene with others? How do you consecrate yourself with God? Are you a testimony to other people? As a father, I am a testimony to my grandchildren here and my children. As a wife, are you a testimony? Peter, I think first Peter 2, 9 to 10, talks about that you and me, we are a loyal and chosen race. You are kings, you are priests, you are holy. No longer called slaves, but now you're children of God. The entire thing is talking about resilience, talking about resilience and resisting possible through consecration. My friends listening to me, the small children listening to me, the elders, the clergy, the question is. How are you forging a way for the right perspective? Like I said in the morning, my colleague Kiza talked about God's faithfulness during tempting season. How are you tempted? Temptation is normal, but how do you resiliently consecrate yourself and then get out? My brother Kanika was talking about resisting spiritual attack by prayer. How do you use prayer, devotion, quiet time to resist spiritual attack? And now the, the, the last one we are looking at this evening is resisting through consecration. How do you, how much time do you spend sitting at the feet of Jesus and saying, God, I love you because you are my friend. How many times do you consecrate yourself and say, I want to tie this thing to go and assist other people? We have a burden at all sins. We have children whom we support. Very many. Some we put them on penning, penny. But how many people can come and say, Provost, AP, Colonel Grace, I am tithing extra to enable these children so and so and so to go to school. We want that money. I'm not really lobbying, but I'm saying spiritual consecration, which is resilient and done, involves you to doing those acts of mercy. May God give us grace, members who are listening to me, to seriously seriously resist through consecration. Seriously resist through consecration. Devote time. Have time to pray. Interact with God alone and accept him. 
allow sin to get out from you and then become a man who has been changed, a woman who is repentant, a father who loves a wife, a wife who loves a son, children who are close in the family. Spiritual positive resilience through consecration. I want to read this verse before I finish. Let me read it again. Our theme was resistance through consecration. And listen to what Paul says in English and also because I understand the Bible in Uganda. I'm sorry. You know, I love Uganda. Uganda is why I talk to God in Uganda. I eat in Uganda. I seek in Uganda. This English which I bought, I use it because I'm professional paid to do that one. But Uganda makes me understand God better. So when I read in Uganda, don't think I'm arrogant. God loves me better. Here what Paul talks in, in, in English. Verse 18. I think I begin with 17. But thanks be to God that who you are once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart, obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. That you become obedient to the heart, to the standard of which you and me have been committed. Every day you and me fail. But Paul is saying, and having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. Members, this evening, let us be set free from sin and become slaves of righteousness. Paul ends by saying, I'm speaking in human terms because of your natural limitation. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, lead to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. Listen, this one, the language which I like very much. And this one, I know it in, I know it in the head. This is what Paul says. Kalabolganda Kubanga mwe abali abadu avechivi mwaulia no mtima kwa mwego na evyo nevi ali mujigiza ne mwewewa. And then he ends by saying, by saying verse 18, Kale, ngabe mwawe wange dembo kwa mchibi that you have been given grace from sin. Mwafuka badu wabu tukiri. You became slaves of righteousness. Injokera mubuntu robna kumbili kwamwe kubanga binawanga ebintu byamwe okubaye abudwechi nikafuna byakozechi and then he says finally kakano muwenga yebitu byamwe kubanga muli badubobutukiri may god give you the grace and me people have been listening to me and these children may god work on you and me may god purify you and me that we can resist positively 
through consecration to become a new man, a new woman, a new child. We want to thank the management for these series of sermons which we are listening. May God use us, the speakers, positive change in our families, in our homes, as we walk, as we move. In the name of God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Wow. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That was a powerful word, a strong word to encourage us, to remind us who we are and what we should be. I want to thank God for the servants of God he has prepared these days. I don't know how they choose the readers and, and, and the preachers, but I am honestly blessed by many servants of God who speak to us. They speak to our hearts. They remind us that we are no longer slaves to sin. They remind us that we have to be persistent. It is not one day or two, but day by day, we have to be transformed. We have to be persistent, remembering where we came from. So I want to bless the servant of God, Reverend Canon Grace, my young brother. I want to thank God in the way the Holy Spirit has anointed you this evening to speak to our hearts. You have reminded us of the people who went before us and who started preaching the gospel, how they found you young people enjoying the world, enjoying the music, but they realized that that is not the way. They spoke to you like parents, like anointed servants of God, and you listened, and right now you are also telling us and you have anointed now to speak to the young generation. It is such a privilege to know that when you have given your life to the Lord, you have understood the precious gifts of the blood of Jesus. You have understood that he purchased us his, by his precious blood. Then you have an obligation to tell others so that they can also be transformed. So as he was speaking, I remembered that before we give our lives to, to the Lord, we are slaves. We have no strength to resist the sin. 
that whatever comes and uh, there was also a word of lust. The, the, the flesh lusts upon the worldly things. But God wants us to change because we are already new creation that we have changed. So in humility this evening, let us receive the word of God. Let us receive the encouragement and the rebuke that we had from Reverend Canon St. Ongo. That there is a new life, a new life that we should live. We are no longer the slave to sin. We are the children of God. So I bless you, Reverend, with your children, with your family, your wife, with every work you do. That God will continue to bless you, provide for you, continue to anoint you, continue to use you, continue to give you strength with all your ministries of compassion, the pastoral care, and everything God has blessed you with. Continue to serve him. Give, get, to give glory to his name. Because without him, we can do nothing. We are only slaves of sin. But when Jesus, by his grace, talked to us, strengthen us, remind us about the cross, then you are transformed. You remember that the word of God also tells us that Jesus is our righteousness. Since he is our righteousness, he has done everything for us. I thank God really for this word this evening. Thank God for everyone who was able to be with us this evening. I thank God that we still have time and by his grace because of, of the air he has created for us. You are still breathing. We can speak. Therefore, we can tell others about his grace, about his, his work. He has done a lot for us. He's a faithful God. He's our refuge. Even when the enemy attack, somebody was telling us about temptation. Even when the temptation come, but the word of God can deliver us. So I really thank God for this evening. I am blessed to hear that there is now a chance, there is a power in the blood of Jesus to transform us to change us, to deliver us from slavery and make us children of God. We're no longer the same again like we've seen. We are the children of God. So we should walk according to our calling. I thank God for all the servants of God on this platform and all others who speak to us, 
who remind us that we have a work to do. So we pray that our hearts will continue to be to live a righteous life. Our heart will continue to seek God. Our ears will be open that we may hear what the Spirit of God is telling us. That would be follow the work of the Spirit. Thank God for the people who have started fasting and thank God for the Lent season as we concentrate on the death of Jesus Christ who shed his precious blood that no one should perish. So brethren, be blessed this evening. Be blessed as you go and be blessed as you come in. We give him honor and glory. He's worthy to be praised. He's with us and he's ready when we humble ourselves to make us the children of God, concentrated to serve him. So even as we conclude, I thank God for everyone who has come I thank God for all who yearn to come to the Lord Jesus. There is a lot of work to be done, brethren, in this country.